little CCR, a little born on the bayou for our favorite Louisiana native, our favorite LSU Tiger. She's right around the corner. Dave Cook is with me. I'm Brian Prudhomme. We are the Northland Sports Page. You know, Dave, we celebrated our sixth anniversary, six years of this show, just a couple weeks back. We've had a lot of memorable shows, maybe top of the list, the visit to TCO. It's certainly, if it's not top of the list, it is in the top two for sure. Absolutely. And we met a certain individual that we... I don't want to say fell in love with because that's too strong, but we really enjoyed her takes and and her entertainment as she's part of the Vikings Entertainment Network. Yeah, getting a chance to uh, meet and and interact with Tatum and have her on the show and and the depth that she brings is really kind of cool. So Tatum Everett will be here in just a moment. We got a lot of love for her. We got love for our sponsors as well. They allow you to bring us some entertainment as well. Absolutely. Let's start with the Blackwoods Group, their location on London Road in Proctor into Harbor. So, I mean, if if you want to hit Blackwoods, you can, right? Everybody who hears us is probably 20 minutes away from their closest Blackwoods. Uh, Blackwater right downtown uh, and Tavern on the Hill. Avenue 45, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Pier B Resort, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai Comfort Systems. Mike Regan at Christensen Group Insurance. Uh, Arola Architecture Studio, the original. Hoops Brewing. OAR Holdings. Krause Heating and Cooling. Your carrier carrier up here in northeastern Minnesota. Your carrier HVAC authorized dealer. Advantage Element Screen Printing and Sammy's Pizza. So very, very grateful for each of those sponsors. Very grateful for when our guests have time for us on our Saturday mornings. Tatum Everett makes that time this week. Tatum. We can't see you this time, but we love that first show with you. Had to bring you back. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks, guys, for having me. Very kind words. I also enjoyed having you guys. It's really neat when we can get people to see the facility and see what we have to offer at TCOPC because it is a really neat operation. It was certainly an unforgettable experience for us, and you certainly added to that. Of course, you're a huge part of the Vikings Entertainment Network, and I just want to kind of diagnose those three words because it's a network of people that do a heck of a job. And to everybody's credit and to the players and team's credit, the Vikings have done nothing more than provide a lot of entertainment this year. What a roller coaster this has been. How much fun has it been for you guys? It's been a lot of fun. We, um, you know, in the beginning, it was definitely a little rocky. And you start to question, you're like, oh, is the magic gone from last season? And then they, they never gave up. They always believed in what they were doing. And they turned things around. Now they're on this five-game win streak with their – third, fourth quarterback. I don't even lost track, you know, a couple weeks ago, how many we've, we've have or gone through as far as injuries and, and season ending ones at that. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun to cover it from that end because they're just a, they're just a fun group of guys who are having a lot of fun out there and winning breeds that type of culture for sure. So Tatum, all I've read and heard over the past two weeks is what an amazing story Josh Dobbs is. What a great guy Josh Dobbs How smart Josh Dobbs is. What's Josh Dobbs like? Yeah, he definitely lives up to the billing. I talked to him on Tuesday. I uh, got a chance to sit down with him one-on-one, and he's just got his head on straight. He knows how to be a professional in this business because he's been doing it now for, se- for several seasons, and he just kind of operates on his own his own routine he has the way that he studies down he doesn't really change that over the years he is really he thinks i mean i think the comment he made the other day was like i'm i'm not hourly here so i just i don't get paid by the hour so i'm just here when i need to be here and and i put in the extra effort and i don't need to clock out and i don't really have a lot of my things here i mean luckily he has moved out of the hotel but he's just a good guy who is really um, seems to be a really good fit here. He fits the culture, 
And um, whenever you hear Kevin O'Connell talk about Dobbs, I think he does get very excited about the fact that he adds that extra element of athleticism and the ability to improvise out of the pocket when there are sticky situations and a lot of pressure. And I think that, you know, when, when he ran off for that touchdown run, I think Kevin was like, oh, wow, like this, this could be really fun to, to keep working with, you know? Absolutely. So Josh Dobbs is the prime example of cast of characters we didn't think we'd be hearing from this year, but there are several. It's kind of been a theme. And as part of the Vikings Entertainment Network, what's it been like for you to kind of unveil some of the unknown stories like Brandon Powell's making clutch plays. Makai Blackman gets his first pick. These aren't, you know, Byron Murphy, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, the stars that were aligned going into the season. There's been some depth that's been showcased. You've gotten to know some of them, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we actually had Brandon Powell on our uh, one-on-one a few weeks back, and he's just a good, another like solid pro, been doing this for a really long time. He calls himself, you know, he's like, I know that I'm 5'8", and I know I'm not the tallest or the, the biggest guy on the field, but I play like, uh, that doesn't matter, right? Like, I, he's like, I know what I'm up against, and I will play around that. That will not be my, that will not be my weakness. And so um, he's a good guy. But, I mean, if you were around training camp day after day, he was a guy who really flashed on the field during training camp. I mean, there were so many great catches and the way that he was a slippery um, in the middle of the field. For me, he was always going to make the roster. Um, I was really impressed with him during training camp. And as far as Makai goes, um, another guy who is just extremely – um, extremely like grounded. He's got his feet where they need to be. Um, he knows he, he's quickly learning how to be a pro. It's a good defense for him to be in. He also was uh, with the ones during training camp. So these guys, as far as like depth, that's, that's, that's been a huge thing this year. You know, I was joking with one player yesterday, like, wow, next man up is a real thing, huh? And he right. was like, yeah. It's a real thing. <laughs> it certainly is. Dave, I'm a little bit partial to Brandon Powell because extremely short guys that get called BP, I can relate. I got an affinity for Brandon Powell. That's absolutely true, Brian. You can. Yes. Um, say, uh, Tatum, one of the th- I had an interesting conversation this week um, because they know about the show and whatever. One of my coworkers said, quote, is the greatest thing about the Vikings after they win going into the locker room and hearing coach talk to the players Tell me that the interest level in that particular segment when they win isn't just through the roof. I, I, yeah, you could see it. The views are astronomical when you look at the YouTube page where they post it. It's, it's stuff that we don't normally get to see. It's access that we're really lucky that we get to have. Uh, coach is obviously a big motivator, and you hear it when the players answer a lot of your questions, and they say, well, Coach always says that, you know, this, this, and this. Or Coach always says that it's about our reactions to things. If there's adversity, it's how we react to it. And that's the thing that we can control. And so he seems to be a really good motivator. And you can really tell that his guys are bought in, especially during those locker room speeches. Those are always so much fun. They are, and I'm guilty of several of your views, or perhaps you're welcome because I am part of several of your views. The field access video features are amazing. And Tatum Everett, I appreciate you taking the time with us today. We're going to keep you around for a few more minutes as long as we can. But I do have to ask one question that is not necessarily about you and what you do, because 
you are partners with Gabe Henderson as part of the Vikings Entertainment Network. And I mean this somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but at the same time, I want a glimpse into working with him. What's it like being with now a national star between Mr. Arby's commercial and, and supposedly Good Burger? What's, what's Gabe like? Because we talk about our guy Dave Hoops is so positive all the time. Down in the Metro, Gabe Henderson feels like that guy. What's it like? Yeah, yeah. No, Gabe and I have a great relationship. We work pretty closely together on a lot of our storylines. Um, it is nice to be able to have someone just like in-house to be able to rally for a show or two. And we definitely try and do the best we can when it comes to our Vikings weekly show and um, the podcast. You guys listen to that. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to have a partner in crime for sure. He is great. And you do fantastic work as well. The moral of the story is everybody does a lot of work. I have to get your take on this because Dave Hoops and Dave Cook also talked about scandal in sports and outside of sports. We got at least a mini one this week with Carissa Thompson basically telling everybody she's made up sideline reports before. All of us in journalism kind of cringe because we just don't do that. How did the news of that sit with you compared to what you have to do? Yeah, you know, I think that she... I did listen to the podcast because I, I'm not one for like a, a headline, you know, I, I don't want right. to go and, and make my assumption based on a headline. And so when she said in there, she was like, you know, sometimes I wasn't able to grab the coach. And so I would just say observations on the field that I thought they really needed to work on. The coach would probably say those things anyway. And while no, that's really not the way you should do it. I don't think it's as scandalous as people are saying. Um, I do think that um, it's not like she shouldn't probably talk about that in public or make that really well known. Correct. Um, she hasn't really been a sideline reporter in like 15 years. So it's been a really long time. And, and I do think that it's a lot easier now to find coaches and to do that kind of stuff. 15 years ago, I don't think sideline reporting was at like, I mean, it was popular, but it wasn't especially for women as like, there weren't so many people doing it, basically. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think she should share that in public, but I also think there's a little bit of context that people are missing out on that um, doesn't make it sound as scandalous. It's not like she was, like, reporting on people inju- people's injuries without information. Right. Like, that, to me, is dangerous, right? So it was more or less like, okay, out of the huddle, like, go to you for your second half report, didn't talk to the coach, and I'm going to tell them, oh, well, they need to work on third down. They have to be able to get pressure on the quarterback, things like that where it's such coach speak that she got away with it. Again, not okay, but also not dangerous. So I'm kind of like I can see it from both perspectives, and that's usually how I like to approach these things. I don't want to, you know, she does really well at her job. I enjoy watching her on Amazon Prime and on Fox. And before I pass judgment on people and what happens, um, we've all made mistakes and done things like, you know, in our lives that we're not necessarily proud of. So maybe talking about it like the way she did was her mistake and doing it in the first place is her mistake, but I'm not going to write her off for it. That's just not really McDyle. Yeah, I think that's wonderfully said. Talking with Tatum Everett of the Vikings Entertainment Network. Tatum, we've been kind of basking in the five-game win streak and enjoying where the Vikings are at now. Obviously, we talked about it at the outset. It's been a roller coaster. The beginning was anything but what we're seeing right now. You've done a great job doing interviews in any situation. I just want to talk to you about what it's like when you're, I don't want to say walking on eggshells, but it might be the best phrase to use here because I've heard some of your locker room interviews after, you know, maybe somebody made a plethora of great plays today, but the Vikings still lost a one score game. How difficult is it 
to do that interview and everybody knows, man, this is a heartbreaking loss, but, but you've got a job to do and the players got to help you do it. How difficult is that? Yeah, it's gotten better at it. Uh, You know, it's it's a lot easier when I can come in there with the relationships that I already have established with these players. When I was in local TV in Tennessee covering the Titans, I found it to be a little bit harder for that because they really would get upset about things and they they would never take it out on you. Um, And there were certain guys you would always go to that would be able to speak during a loss um, or after a loss. And so for me, that's kind of what I did there. But here I already have these relationships with these guys. I see them a lot throughout the week. We've known each other, some of them for two, three seasons now. And so, you know, I I do go to certain guys during that. None of them are are ever really like will turn you down or or mean or anything like that. Uh, They realize that it's part of the job and they have to do that because, you know, the local media will be in there right after me and they got to do the same thing. So um they're they're all very kind. They realize it's a job, it's a business, and they have to kind of participate in those things. So it's hard because you really do feel for them. Uh, you try to get them to talk about it. Um, I usually don't spend too, too much time with them, but there are questions they have to answer and things that our fans want to know. And so that's kind of how I approach that. Absolutely. And I feel like their answers kind of give you an insight into the culture that is around this team. And I'm fully aware that culture is a buzzword and sometimes it's very difficult to define well, we've talked about some of the pleasant surprises that have had to step up for this team. You know, Kirk Cousins going down produced Josh Dobbs. Unfortunately, Cam Akers went down as well. All we heard is what a positive teammate he is and was. And the same for Dalton Reisner. What's Reisner been like? Because he could be a big factor tomorrow because he's been at mile high so much. Yeah, you're right. It's kind of a revenge game for Dalton Reisner. Exactly. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. He's a really he's a really good dude. Very positive attitude. He has great energy. Um, the guy just seems like he can never have a bad day. And so I think that's a really nice attribute for this offensive line. It feels like they're really gelling right now. And you're right. With Mile Highs, I'm sure it's a place that he's circled on his calendar ever since he signed with the Vikings because he's not only played at Mile High as a Bronco, but he's from Colorado, uh, right actually not too far from Denver. And so this is going to be a really special game for him. I, I imagine he'll show up and show out. So we are talking with Tatum Everett of the Vikings Entertainment Network. Tatum, I'm going to hit you with just a Journalism 101 question. For those that may not be super familiar with Vikings Entertainment Network, who they are, what they bring, first of all, if you're not familiar, I pity you because you need to check it out. But tell our listening audience that may not know, you know, what does Vikings Entertainment Network put together and where can I find it? Hit them with that because it's great stuff. Yeah, the Vikings Entertainment Network encompasses a lot of different things. It's all of our digital and social channels. It's all of our TV content our behind-the-scenes footage, and as well as the game presentation staff, which is pretty unique. Um, you can find it on Vikings.com, but if I were you, I'd download the Vikings app. That's where you can get everything all at your fingertips on your phone. You don't 100%. have to do anything else. Just go to the Vikings app. You'll get push notifications for certain things that pop up throughout the week for you to either read or know about. And um, uh, you can also go to the YouTube page, the Vikings YouTube page, but I highly encourage the website, the app, um, you can catch our show. Uh, there's there's a bunch of different things. You can see behind-the-scenes interviews, shows, talks with network inter- network uh, talent about the Vikings. Uh, one of my interviews with Michael Smith is up there right now. He was in town on Tuesday talking to Josh Dobbs. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that that's kind of that, – that's basically it. We've got Twitter. We've got TikTok. We've got Instagram. I mean – if you want to follow it all, go for it. I think, uh, I mean, I do. It's great. 
they are everywhere and well worth the follow. Dave, go ahead. Yeah, I had one last question that I was going to ask, and it just totally slipped my mind, Brian. Um, so the one guy that we talk a lot about and we don't know really anything about um, is Brian Flores. What's Brian Flores like? Like, it looks like his team loves him, his players love him, but he doesn't say a lot. What's he like away from, you know, the lights and whatnot? Yeah, Brian's a good dude. I've really enjoyed getting to know him. And it doesn't surprise me the players buy into what he's been doing. I mean, he is a well-established coach in the industry, having been a former head coach, won Super Bowls in New England. He just is a good – he's a good guy. He He – He's very hands-on. He dials things up. The guys just really understand what he's doing. And he's putting his personnel in good places. And I think that's – they trust him. You know, they know that he is going to put them in a position to be able to pressure the quarterback. I mean, Daniil's playing some of the best football he's ever played. You've got Cam Bynum playing some pretty stellar, stellar football. Josh Metellus is just absolutely balling out right now. So I just – I think the, the main word is trust. When I, when I look at what Brian Flores has done with this defense and, and what the guys are, are into, but he's just, a, he's just a cool dude, like real chill, real mellow for the most part. I mean, I'm sure he might get angry behind doors like, you know, any coach does, but um, he's always just real friendly and, and kind of like a cool character, honestly. He has certainly got an optimal play out of many of the players that you mentioned. Tatum, I want to close away from football because when you debuted on our show in August and we were so grateful you did that, back then and of course today as well you may remember you ended the show with the go tigers so we have to talk a little bit about lsu because we spent a lot of the morning talking about women's basketball and and those two things women's basketball and lsu are pretty synonymous what's your take on the tigers this season you know i'm guilty as charged to not really following right now my whole life is pretty much dedicated it's still purple and gold that's a good excuse oh yeah so i haven't really kept up too much with the women's basketball i know that they I think that they lost a little bit. Yeah, they did uh, an early loss, yeah. Early loss, yeah. From what I, yeah, so they're three and one, it looks like, or four and one, I'm not sure. Um, you know, I, I did think that they were going to be really good this year with the addition, you know, with, with a lot of the girls returning, as well as the addition of Haley Van List. I was super pumped that she uh, transferred to LSU. I think that she's such a great talent, great point guard. We had Alexis Morris go off into the WNBA. And so we needed that spot to be filled. And she was, I mean, so amazing last year with Louisville. So I'm really excited to have her around. Um, granted, I don't really get into it, a lot of basketball until, <clears throat> excuse me, until like SEC play and stuff. So, you know, that's my take. I don't really have one yet, but I'm sure check, check back with me, you know, when the football season ends. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. If you let us check back with you, we certainly will. So grateful to have you on the show. You've been so kind to us since day one. There's a lot of LSU connection to the Vikings. You are definitely one of our favorites. Thank you again. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, Dave. Thanks. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Tatum Everett of the Vikings Entertainment Network. So blessed to have her with us. Blessed that the Vikings are doing some winning. We're buying what they're selling. We're going to play buy or sell when we come back. Stick around. We'll be right back. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
We know a good buy when you see one. Our sponsors have several things that they sell. We encourage you to buy all of them. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. We are the Northland Sports Page. But we are nothing without our great sponsors. Dave Cook's going to tell you about them. You know what's really interesting, Brian? Is I don't, that, but you're going to tell me. Is that there's just certain things in the world that are just known by one name, right? You know who Cher is. I do. You know who Pele is, right? Yes. And Madonna, if, too. And Madonna is a great example. You know, when you're up in northeastern Minnesota... Sammy's, I don't need to say pizza behind it. Right. Right. Sammy's is Sammy's institution in northeastern Minnesota has been my whole life. And uh, yeah, it's one of those things you say, where are you going to go for pizza? You just say Sammy's. You don't say we should go to that restaurant. Exactly. I like that you said that because I'll tell you what, when you and I public address announce, I don't know about you, but the first thing I do is pronunciation check. Yep. And there are some last names that are tougher than others. And it still baffles me that sometimes coaches don't know their own players last names correctly pronounced. So I say, well, can we check with them? And he's like, well, I don't know. I'll see if I can track them down. I said, well, if they don't, I'm doing Madonna or Cher. They're just getting a first name. So go ahead. hundred percent. But I was just some of our some of our sponsors here. Advantage Emblem, Krauss Heating and Cooling, OAR Holdings, Hoops. Yes. Arola Architecture Studio, Mike Regan at Christian Group Insurance, Comfort Systems, Kohler, Toyota and Hyundai, Pier B, Stewart's. Bike Sports and Trophies, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, and Avenue 45, and the Blackwoods Group. And then we can go into the details, but when you say Blackwoods, you know what I'm talking about. It's ironic because we started this day with players that are known for one play, and it morphed into if we name a player, what's the one play you would name? So many of our sponsors, you're right, one word, and you just know. Yep, we're going to Blackwoods. We don't have to break down the locations, right? right? We're going to Sammy's. I know exactly what I'm getting. Now, I'll tell you what. Next Saturday, we may have to break down the location because we will debut our high school hockey coverage next Saturday in Proctor. And I've already talked to John Carlson, who will be with us. He would like for us to go to Blackwoods in Proctor. When the game is done, sign me up for that. Very, 100%, 100%. But like Kohler, right? Aaron says, Dad, where should I go look at a car? I don't say, well, go to Kohler, Toyota, Kohler. GM, go to, it's just go to Kohler, right. right? And we talked about Rachel Hagen and Stevens Point will be coming to the Rife today to take on St. Scholastica. We know Laverne Hagen and family will be out in droves to watch Rachel. And I talked to Laverne about, well, what should we do after the game? And immediately somebody said hoops. Now, that didn't mean watch more basketball. If it did, I'd be all about it. But when they said hoops, we knew what that meant. Yeah, and every so often if you talk to somebody who isn't in the, in the uh, brewery world, that's not their thing. And you say, we're going to go to hoops. You get, where's that? And then you explain it. And they're like, oh, I know that place. They just know it as hoops brewing. Well, right? and how about when you say hoops is the biggest hockey guy, you know, people look at you like, wait, what? Doesn't <laughs> you hoops guys exclusively are doing mean basketball? Yeah. You guys are trying to tie it together. <laughs> Stop working so hard. You're tripping over yourself. We're going to work hard right now to play buy or sell. Mike Regan of Christensen Group Insurance. He's our newest sponsor. I'll tell you this much. He loves this part of the show. And this part of the show is up for a sponsorship ad if he wants. Tell you what, close circuit to Mike Regan. If he wants to play buy or sell with us on a weekly basis, sign me up. It's I'll there. let him in. Yep. So if you're not familiar with the game, first of all, welcome to the show for the first time because we've played it for several weeks now. But here's how it breaks down. It might be getting to a year. Right. Boy, I'd have to go back and think. How many podcasts do you want to listen back to? Mm. My wife already tells me I do that too much. I insist it's the only way I get better, but I digress. So here's how the game works. I'm going to give a statement regarding each of the four major pro sports leagues. MLB, NFL, NHL, NBA. If you agree with my statement, you say buy, and you tell me why. If you disagree, you say sell, and you tell me why. Dave Cook, that's your job, but also your job is to determine the order in which we play. Yeah, we're going to go to ball first. Let's do baseball. All right. See, that's pretty good that I speak Dave Cook, because when he said ball, 
a lot of players in certain sports could say, you know, Tatum Everett just said Josh Metellus is balling out. Deami Starks will say, we're going to ball today at three. I knew for Dave Cook, when you say ball, it's Major League Baseball. All right, so the MVPs were announced unanimously this year. Shohei Otani has done it again. Buy or sell that as long as he can continue to pitch, which is up in the air, it's going to be awfully hard to name a different MVP for years to come. Yeah, uh, that's true. If I mean, we've had the argument for my entire life. Uh, all these really good players, and they say best player ever, and it's like, well, what does he pitch? Because if he doesn't pitch, it's Babe Ruth. Well, you know what? He pitches. If right. he pitches and hits the way he does – Unless he's awful at either, yeah, he's he's very going to be very tough to knock off that mountain. I was going to say I'm going to buy as well, although I'm intrigued if either or, of course, both dip towards mediocrity. Because what's fascinating us all right now, especially with the shortened season due to injury last year, and, and that's going to be the big thing, is he still going to be able to pitch or hit as effectively? But even with the shortened season, you look at his numbers for last year and you go, okay, that no wonder why it's the MVP right. vote yeah. wasn't very difficult. But let's say he hits 270. And it's 15 homers and drives in 70 and goes eight and six with an ERA around 3.8 or four. That's still incredibly impressive. Nobody else is doing what he did, but is it going to be enough to consider him for the MVP? In my mind, he still will be, but somebody offensively and certainly somebody on the mound is going to have a better season than that. Is it enough to change your mind? So what you're telling me is he turns into Michael Lorenzen with better power. Right. And and that's a heck of a question because we would never consider him for that because he does both. He's just mediocre at both. Yeah, that's right? what I'm saying. If somebody hit two, like like we always say with catchers, you know, Joe Mauer. Off- Posada is my guy for this and, reason. And Joe Mauer offensively was a level above. But if Joe Mauer would have continued to catch and even had some of the statistical dip that he did, we wouldn't even question his value because he was still catching. It's a different expectation. Well, when you're pitching as well, if you hit 260 with 15 homers and drive in 70 and you win eight games, you are an MVP. I don't think the voters will say that, but you are. Well, here's the other thing. If his arm doesn't come back quite as well. and Does they, he pitch anymore? That well, might be the bigger by or, herself. Or do they put him in the bullpen, right? And if he becomes a power bullpen arm because he can go for an inning, he's still the MVP. How fascinating would that be? Let's say he's three for four with a couple bombs. And oh, by the way, he's going to be the setup guy in and, the eighth. And the save. I actually like that better. Yeah, There's, he, there's not part of me that hopes he can't be a starting pitcher because it's a fun story, but if they do decide he's a reliever, how amazing will that be? As, but as how a, long till his arm blows up if you do that? As a baseball guy who kind of thinks of himself as a little bit of a historian, like this guy is top, I mean, he's top three. You've got to take his Japanese uh, league into some account. I mean, how do you argue with it? So is the only way the award changes is if he changes leagues? Because he's a free agent right now. If he goes to the National League, the American League players are going, okay, I got a shot to win the MVP. Absolutely. You're telling me there's a chance. Like next year, he might not because he's not going to pitch at all. And like you said, if he's a 280 hitter with 27 home runs and 92 RBIs, there's going to be 50 guys who do that. Right. That's why the intriguing question is, if he continues to pitch, will there be a different MVP any year? Let's do Vikings. All right. So the NFL which does involve the Vikings this week, I but it involves another team. All right. So the Buffalo Bills on Monday night lost to the Vikings opponent tomorrow, the Denver Broncos, and they lost in a word that I like to use, unthinkable fashion, unless you're a fan of certain teams. And I would say the Bills and Vikings both qualify. So in case you missed it, Russell Wilson drives the Broncos down for a game-winning field goal attempt. They have no timeouts left, so they race on the field. They kick the field goal, and they miss it. Bills win, right? No. Bills had 12 men on the field. Penalty. Five yards further up, re-kick. Broncos nail it, Bills lose. Heartbreak that the Bills are all too familiar with. 
intriguing thought. Buy or sell that it might be tougher to be a Bills fan than a Vikings fan historically. Ooh. Um, right? That, I don't know if there's an answer to that. Like, they're kind of the Give same. Give me your best version. I know. That's why I came up with it's this one. It's tougher to be a Buffalo fan because they were awful for a period of time. The Vikings have never really been awful. And so there, there was a period of time when they talked about moving games to Toronto because they weren't getting enough people. Right. Like, we never have had that, so it's tougher to be a Bills fan. But that that was kind of a crucible moment, yeah. See, I really like your take and your perspective there, and I'm going to completely disagree with it, and here's why. I'm not saying you're wrong because I liked everything you said, and I, I could see myself jumping on board with that. But I have a different perspective because of when I was born, and I have a different perspective because, let's face it, it makes for better radio. But the Bills in my lifetime have been to the Super Bowl a number of times. They lost, but they've been there. My lifetime started in 1979. The Vikings have a goose egg in Super Bowl appearances since then. Josh Allen is weird, enigmatic, good, but sometimes terrible. But he's had them in meaningful games regularly. The Vikings are usually watching the Bills when the season is over. So it depends on your perspective. Is it harder to get over losses where you're that close? Or is it harder to get over losing earlier because you failed again? It's kind of a microcosm of our debate of, do you want to be a Vikings fan or a Browns fan where you're done or, early or Bills fan? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I, so am, I guess what I'm saying just real quick to summarize, it's tougher to be a Vikings fan because I only know how to do that. I don't know what it's like to be a yeah, Bills fan. That's very true. I was right? a Patriots fan for too long. You were a Patriots fan for too long. Right. So two down, two to go. All right, let's do, let's do basketball and let's finish with, uh, let's finish with NHL. All right. So Pandora's box with the NBA here. I probably should have started with this cause I could have warned you, Dave, we could spend 10 minutes on this. So the Timberwolves played the Golden State Warriors twice this week. Beat them twice. Very impressive on Sunday. Not as impressive on Tuesday because they had to scrap by the Warriors JV team because Draymond Green and Klay Thompson and Jaden McDaniels, to his credit or discredit, had a bit of a circus going early on. Draymond Green has been a circus for a while. but We've also called him the straw that stirs the drink. Buy or sell that you'd want Draymond Green on your team? Buy. I mean, I, is he a little goofy? Yeah, but is he when he's engaged? He's as unique a player as there is because he does everything uh, as far as defending, and he scores just a little. Just he scores just enough. He rebounds just enough. He he steals and blocks just enough. But he's a nasty defender, and so yeah, I I think you want, uh, and I think you take him, and I think you take the goofy stuff with him, and it's a little bit like Rodman. It is, but I'm gonna sell. Because I'd want him five years ago. Well, all right. Well, I think of different. I think of Lou Brown from Major League. You know, wish we had him two years ago. We did four years ago then, because he does a lot when he's engaged. He doesn't do it as well because Father Time is undefeated. But the other thing is, if I'm taking Draymond, I guess I need to take Steph Curry too. At least that's what Rudy says. Right, because Draymond Green will talk the talk, and he gets to walk the walk because he's got other offensive players covering as you know what. You know, Dennis Rodman kind of similar because he had Michael Jordan, but. Dennis Rodman did it before with a tough Pistons team, and he was a little bit more versatile rather than just a rebounder and just a weird defender. Where Draymond, I know he was good at Michigan State, but but now it's just strange. It's it's a little A.J. Pruszynski where it is the attitude, but it's not so much the talent. Is Draymond good? Sure. Do I want to put up with it anymore? I'm not sure. A lot of things in sports age out. 
I wonder if his age and his act are going together. That could that could be. One of the questions I might ask in response is, do I have a really young team? Like, I don't know if I'd want him on a impression. Like, I don't know if how OKC would do with him. When you're running all 21-year-olds, if you've got somebody who's willing to go off the hinge, or is that going to be impressionable? So Right. So one left. I'm going to guess you want to go NHL. Let's do it. All right. So last weekend, Topher Davis was on this show. And he said something that stuck in my mind for an entire week. He said a lot of things to me that have stuck in my mind, but most I can't repeat. Over the year, yeah. Right. But last week he mentioned, you know, the Minnesota Wild are interesting. I believe they're leading right now because they're playing in Sweden and the puck dropped this morning. But we mentioned the Parisian suitor salary purgatory that eventually is going to let up. Topher Davis said it's possible that Dean Evison's time on the bench could let up at the same time. Buy or sell that once the finances are different, the coach might be too. Well, I'm going to buy that for a different reason, though. I think based if on they, how they're playing right now, right? I don't think right. if they don't get out of if they don't get out of this funk and they are leading right now, one nothing in the second. Um, uh, that and I think it was Marco Rossi as well for the one. You know, he's coming along. Yes, but think about Dean and and these kids and and all the stuff that that he. If they don't turn this around, Brian, he ain't going to be there because he's not going to be here in a month. Like there, this is as disinterested a team as as I've seen. And as a result, as disinterested of a state as you've seen yeah. in the Minnesota Wild. 100%. Take advantage, Minnesota Timberwolves. I, I just think that, yeah, how many times in the last bit have you told the hockey person, you know, if you like the Wild, that's great. I know, you and I are going to walk around just check thumping in. our chests all winter if I, this keeps up. I Not that it, we want the Wild to do badly, but. I did it with my brother-in-law last week before we went to uh, confirmation. We stayed overnight at their house, and the Wild were just getting throttled. And I said, you know, turn on plus and let's watch the Wolves. He goes, I haven't watched the Wolves for years. I said, time well, to start. It's time to start. Yeah. And no so, time like the present to get that going again. Yeah, no, I don't think unless they have a drastic change, I don't think Dean makes it out of this year. Well, the other thing that I'm intrigued by is if he does make it out of this year, it still could be a chicken or the egg type idea because if you suddenly have purse strings that that you know aren't as tight per se, and you can go after a slew of players, what style of player do you want? Is it somebody to fit Dean's style of play? Or is it somebody that you just want, and all of a sudden you're going to go get a coach that fits that player instead? Well, let let me take a, a strange look at this. Uh, there's a, a coach who's nearby who has been offered a lot of stuff a long way away. Scott Sandlin? What if Bill comes calling and saying, listen, you can stay at home. We're an hour away. Um Come and well, take first of care all, of what, us. what autobahn is he on if the cities are an hour away? Well, he's going to get to train now, right? Okay, okay. So, um, no, that if, was one of the things that got done before an election. <laughs> Sandy would look awful good uh, behind the bench when the when there's money flowing. I think it would be interesting. Buy or sell is one of my favorite segments. It's a good opportunity to talk sports at all kinds of different angles. I'll tell you what, a guy that brings us an NFL perspective that offers a different angle is former Viking safety Vency Glenn. He's right around the corner for our final segment. It's part of Drawing Lines, courtesy of Aurora Architecture Studio. This show is absolutely Why flying. Not? We land the plane with our last segment next. Stick around. We'll be right back. It's Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The safety dance, which means our favorite safety is right around the corner. We believe we've got Vincey Glenn on the phone line with us. 
I'll tell you what, we use that intro music for him every time because it's such a great and appropriate song. And it's starting to catch on because as I was putting in the bumper music today, you were walking in and out getting our tea taken care of. And you heard this song and you went, oh, yeah, Vincey's coming on. Yeah, well, that's, you know, and you haven't talked to him in a couple weeks. That's how I think. You know that. That's, well, I like to end the show with Vincey. Absolutely. And what we think is our sponsors are responsible for this show in every way possible. We give one final thank you to them today. Yeah, let's start with the OG Arola Architecture Studio, Hoops Brewing, OAR Holding, Krause Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer, Advantage Emblem, Sammy's, Blackwoods, Avenue 45, Mont Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's, Pier B Resort, Kohler. Comfort Systems, and Mike Regan Christensen's Group Insurance. Brian, it's really kind of cool to have a lot of things that are just one words, uh, and Vency's one of those. I was going to say, when I tell you the show rundown and who's joining us, one word, he's like Madonna, Cher, he Pele, like etc. He's our guy. He's Vency. I even call him 2-5, so that's a little bit different, but he wore 25 with the Vikings Chargers. I don't know the numbers per se with the Saints and the Giants, but I'm going to I'm going to guess he's stuck with 2-5, but he can tell us right now. Vincey Glenn, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Doing well. How are you? What's it like to be able to talk to Dave again? It's been a minute <laughs> since you guys got to do something together. Do you need a moment? I'm trying to make sure it's not an not impersonator, but from the first question he gives me, I'll know if it's the real Dave. All right. Well, we'll let him kick it off then. Go ahead, Dave Cook. Oh, my gosh. All right. So I love asking Vincey questions that I know he's going to eye roll a little bit at because I eye rolled them when I told somebody I'd ask this question. All right, Vincey, there's a bunch of college sign stealing stuff going on. Uh, they're making an awful big deal of it. Does uh, sign stealing matter in football? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> if a batter sitting in the batter box and he knew every pitch the pitcher was going to throw before he threw it, I think a good batter would have a pretty good chance of making the all-star team. <laughs> That's true. Have, that simple. Without pointing fingers, were you, did you guys ever get somebody else's signs and, and uh, make a difference with it? No, you're just too consumed. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's the age of when Spygate came in and now with the cell phones everywhere and all this technology, different ways. It's just another way of cheating. It's another way for a bank robber to, to rob a bank or whatever. Somebody that's doing something they're not supposed to be doing and. And it's crazy to have guys on the sidelines stealing signs and all this. If you can pick them up and kind of understand what the other team is trying to do, great. More kudos to you. But when you're intentionally going out and trying to get signs to improve or enhance your defense or offense or your players, man, you, you, you it's, it's, it's way out of bounds. Yeah, you're looking at stuff you can't control. Um so I, Brian will tell you I've got a sheet of paper with Vincey questions on it. I was going to say he scripts his moments with you. Yes, he does, because this is a question I've been wanting to ask you, and this is this. Can a guy, can just a guy show up on a new team like Josh Dobbs and actually become the guy? Whew, man. Um, I would say yes, because far come a Brett, but go ahead. It depends what you mean, the guy. Um, it's, it's, you're talking about a team of 60 guys. He's not the guy. He's a guy that can help us win at the right time and moment since we don't have the other guy. But everybody's the guy in the moment. The guy that picks off interception, yeah. he's the guy. Yeah, the lineman that pancakes somebody, he's the guy. It depends on what your team references as the guy. But if you have a, a person that comes in and can motivate your team and bring some kind of uniqueness to it, and some kind of fire or motivator, 
then he's the guy for the moment. So then, Brian, the, the connecting question is this. All we hear about Josh, not all, but a big part of what we hear about Josh Dobbs is mobile quarterback, mobile quarterback, mobile quarterback. Vincey as a safety, how much difference does a quarterback's mobility make to a defense? I, I don't know if some of these quarterbacks are mobile quarterbacks uh, other than they running for their lives. <laughs> <laughs> so you become kind of mobile. Uh, he extends the play, but sooner or later that running and stuff, you got to run an offense. You got to move him down the field. You can run around and create plays and send plays, and that's all good. But when you come against very good football teams toward the end of the season in December and in the playoff, that running around ain't going to cut it. You got to remember, he got traded for a reason. He's mm-hmm. been on a few teams. He was in Arizona only for a short time before he got traded. Uh, to Minnesota. So he's not the guy yet. He's a guy trying to find his, his footing in the NFL and he's doing whatever he can has to to help his team win, which is a great job. I agree with you. Now, Vincey, what that proves is that Dave hasn't been here the last couple of weeks because you and I had that discussion oh, a week I'm ago. I'm sorry. We talked about the mobility and we talked about the journeyman nature of Josh Dobbs and maybe Minnesota is that final destination if it keeps going well. But I want to go back to Dave's first question about sign stealing. I don't want to talk necessarily about that art or that criminality, if you will, but I want to talk about what it potentially does to Jim Harbaugh because college football, the NCAA is likely ready to be done with him. He's had NFL rumors swirling around him before he's coached in this league before. Does this basically have him bolt to the NFL or does the NFL go, you know what? We don't want you either. What do you think? Man, I've had a lot of conversations about Jim Harbaugh. I was a big Michigan fan. I mean, all the way through the 80s, 90s, early 2000s. But when he got to Michigan, <laughs> I left Michigan. <laughs> I became an Alabama fan. I'm a big Alabama fan. And I just don't like the way he goes about his coaching. The, the arrogance, and it's more about him. It's always about him. It's never about the program or the kids there. And these are kids, you know. And when you're still in the limelight from the kids, Nick Saban's way bigger than Jim Harbaugh but you don't see the negative controversies around Nick Saban like you do Harbaugh, and he has this entitlement. Then you look at his brother, who's totally opposite. You never hear nothing about him. He just goes out and tries to win. So I played against Harbaugh. I was played in that game when when Mike Dicker went off on him, when he audibled and Todd Scott. Todd Scott, yes, sir. So I've seen seen that side of Jim Harbaugh. I have nothing against the guy, but I'm not a fan of his coaching style. I can handle that. Speaking of playing against people or teams, you played against the Broncos plenty. Had to have been a divisional opponent when you were with the Chargers. So the road trip to Denver isn't exactly foreign to you. We always hear about that fan base is pretty rabid. It's going to be loud. It's a tough place to play. That team is playing better. Russell Wilson may be figuring some things out. What do you expect tomorrow night, Vikings-Broncos? You better be in shape. (laughs) Man, the mile high, it ain't got nothing to do with the fans. It's the altitude. And and how fast you can adapt and your lungs can handle that 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 altitude. It's just a tough place to play because you get tired so quick, even in warm ups, warming up. Uh, it's just a tough place to play um, if you're going through a lot of plays. And I think Denver's tur- kind of turning the corner. I don't think they have. I don't necessarily think the the guy they really want in Denver, but he's there for now. But they're starting to play harder and 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 play a little better, but. 
Vikings are not a team that people fear. You have to go out and play good football for four quarters every week to win if you're a Minnesota Vikings player. And that's just the way the league is and the way their team is playing right now. Betsy, we always talk about how the defense works in layers. There's the front four, there's the linebacking core, there's the back part of the secondary. But the green dot, the middle linebacker, is usually the one kind of orchestrating some things. The Vikings have to hand that over to Ivan Pace Jr. tomorrow. Jordan Hicks has played really well, but is now down for the season. How does that change everybody else's reactions to things? It's a new voice. Is it different responsibilities that you got to compensate for? Or do you just play next man up, as they say? You know, it doesn't matter what position on defense. If you lose a start and somebody that's a mainstay and a vocal point, it's different. The little you know their tendencies and things like that on a regular basis. When you got a new guy, you don't know how he necessarily uh, his aggression toward the run, his pass dropping ability, and where he normally would be and things like that. So it's different. But I, I think he's a good young kid that's going to be a, a good player. And but if he goes in there and just you know gets guys lined up with confidence and makes the correct calls, I, I think they'll be fine. All right, Vincey. So I know Dave has been suffering from what we call, I think this is a new medical term, Vincey withdrawal. So I'm going to let him close the show and have the last question with you today. Say, uh, Vincey, Daniel Jones, a quarterback of the Giants, uh, has had a bad season, right? Um, And I I heard something the other day, and I wanted to run it past you. Is there something to the wrong player in the wrong market? Like he may not be able to handle all the coverage. Maybe he would be a performer in a smaller market. Is that a real thing or is is that just fan talk? I'm going to give you kudos, man. That's the best question of the day. Man, it's tough to play in certain environments. And if you're not that kind of guy, playing in New York will destroy your mentality. Which you've done. they have no – yeah. Yeah, and I succeed it because I succeed everywhere because I'm, I'm from the street. But if you don't have that 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 mental toughness, uh, fans can be very devastating to your career and your psyche because they don't mind telling you in the store or telling your kids that you ain't no good and all that. Fans pay a lot of money. They want to see guys play at a high level, especially if you're a high draft choice and you're touted so much coming out. There's a certain expectation level that fans have for first and second rounders. They now you don't have to be the new Joe Montana's anything, but you have to be productive. And Zach Wilson's the same way. They just can't handle New York. And if they went somewhere else, they'll probably be damn good quarterbacks. So Vancy, I said Dave got the last question and he does. This will be more of a command than a question. Score tomorrow for Vikings Broncos. What do you got? Man, you know I don't do scores. I know man. that's why I keep asking. <laughs> Come on, man. I just pushed the envelope. I call football, not fan ball. I know. I think the Vikings are a better football team, but at the same time, you're going in a hostile environment into a team that's playing well and just beat Buffalo in Buffalo. So you got your hands full. If you think you're going to go in there and run up and down the field, you still have to play good football in Minnesota. No question about it. The Broncos may not be great, but they've recently beaten the Bills and the Chiefs. That's a good resume. And it's a road game. It's going to be tough for the Vikes. I'll tell you what, the way Vency feels about Jim Harbaugh might be the way this fan base feels about Sean Payton. So that win would yeah, be fun true. tomorrow as well. Vency, you're the best. Have a good rest of your weekend. Thank I know you, I'll talk friend. to you soon. You guys are the best. I appreciate you, man. All right, that's 2-5. That's our guy, Vency Glenn. That is the Northland Sports page. Time really flies when you're having fun. We had a lot of fun today with... 
Dave Oops, DeAmi Starks, Tatum Everett, and Vince Glenn. I got to have fun with you, Dave How Cook, today. That? It had been a couple weeks. I found my way back, Brian. You did. So did Anthony Barr. Maybe he makes an impression tomorrow. Dave Cook always makes an impression. Thank you, my friend. Absolutely. It's a great day, and you're right. This show flew. It did. I'm going to fly over to the Rife. I hope you do the same. Saints and Pointers, women's It'll basketball, 3 o'clock. If you don't want to do basketball, you can do the hockey thing. Doubleheader today, women at 4, men at 7. Time for two more goes pregame tomorrow, 530 before Vikings Broncos. We'll talk to you then. It'll be Steve Patosha and myself. Have a good weekend. We'll see you.